Welcome to the State of the NL West podcast. This is the freeway entrance. I'm Dusty Baker. Derek Johnson is merging along with me. And Derek, we have the all-star weekend upon us here in Los Angeles in our own division, of course. Dodger Stadium is hosting it this year. So with it being in Los Angeles, we're going to go straight to our fielder's choice. Derek, you and I both grew up in LA, in the LA region, Santa Clarita, California. For you, at least, what is one place where the fans from outside of California must go eat and also visit in L.A.? Only one place to eat, one place to visit. Yeah, there's a really good burger joint called McDonald's that I know about. Wow, um, that's a good one. They have them in there. No. Uh, Affordable. Uh, Ros- yeah, Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. It's in Hollywood, which uh, really not too far away. Really good fried chicken. Um, yeah, just, just go enjoy. And then the location. Where would the location be? I mean, it's in Hollywood. I, I don't have the address. I don't know. <laughs> Do you want people to visit Hollywood, too? Is that the key? Is that just the, the staple? Or is there, like, a hidden spot, too, that they have to go visit uh, before getting their Roscoe's? No, I mean, you can definitely, like, go do the tourist stuff and, and go down to Hollywood. I feel like if you're going out there for the first time, you might want to do that anyway. I'm just saying, like, you know, even if you have to make the half-hour drive or, or whatever it is with traffic, like, out of the way to get there, like, it's worth it. It is delicious. I'm going to say the farmer's market is a really cool spot to go to. I think it's a little bit underrated at this point because everybody goes to the Grove. Uh, and the Grove is a little overrated, if you ask me. But there's a little tucked-away part at the Grove called the Farmer's Market. It is the official Farmer's Market. And I actually really love it there. I think it's great. As far as the food is concerned for a specific place, I'm going to recommend go near Dodger Stadium. There is an unbelievable French dip called Philippe's there, and it is phenomenal. Highly recommended. It's near Olvera Street. If you're visiting for the first time, you've got to go there. I was just going to say, great pastrami there, too. Yes, the pastrami there is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. It is absolutely phenomenal. Okay, so it gets the selection for both Derek and myself. Go to Philippe's. Go to also Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. That place is also great. Absolute classic. As far as where we're at right now, Derek, before we actually go into our high tide tide headlines, I do want to go over one thing, and that is the all-star game starter for the National League specifically. Okay, at the time of recording, Tony Gonsolin got a little bit shelled at the day of recording against the St. Louis Cardinals. He was a guy that I honestly felt like deserved it the most. After this performance, I'm not thinking it as much. Before I pick who I think it should be, who do you think it should be? I'm going Sandy Alcantara. Um, I I think that both – you know, Tony Gonsolin, uh, again, once we factor in today, it's, it's a little different. And Joe Musgrove are candidates that deserve it uh, up there as, as much as anyone. But with Alcantara, you have more innings pitched, which, you know, that matters. If you're producing at a similar level and you're doing it more often to help your team, like, I think that matters to a good amount. It is kind of weird that every time I see Alcantara and you see this guy throwing like 98, 99, 100 with movement and sinker action and stuff, like, how is he only averaging eight Ks per nine? But he has been remarkable. So that would be my choice with Musgrove probably second. You know, Clayton Kershaw has definitely gotten in the conversation. Corbin Burns has too, actually. He's looked really good. And as you mentioned right there, Joe Musgrove, also part of the NL West with the San Diego Padres in the conversation. I'm going to agree with you too. I think Tony Gonsolin, it was his start to lose. But after this rough start in St. Louis, I think you have to give it to Alcantara. It's just been a greater body of work for Alcantara. And also on top of that, um, you know, you just don't see him stumble like the way that Gonsolin just did here. If Gonsolin had pitched well, 
even if he had gone, say, five innings or six innings of one or two run baseball, I would have said he gets the start. But they got annihilated by St. Louis. And uh, it's not so much of what have you done for me, it's a what have you done for me lately. And I'm going to have to say Alcantara has done a lot for me lately to get that selection. So with that in mind, we agree on that. We are going to go to our high tide headlines. It all starts with this, who is starting in the all-star game for the NL. We're going to go through the infield first. Manny Machado is the starting third baseman for the San Diego Padres and also in the all-star game. Trey Turner at shortstop out of the LA Dodgers organization. He will be starting outfield. Jock Peterson, not for the Dodgers, but a return to LA. This time, though, in a San Francisco jersey. And then you have Mookie Betts in the outfield. Derek, any sort of question? marks there or anything that you look at that you may say I don't agree with this or do you agree with the field at this time no I, I agree with that. I mean you could probably make the argument that like Jock Peterson should not be a starter he's he, he's not an everyday player for the Giants he's he's close to it he's played in 75 of the games his 253 plate appearances but he is more of a platoon player and again going back to the conversation of it's not just about how well you perform but how often is it because the more often you are able to get in the lineup and make an impact like that does matter here so you could probably argue against that he's put up great numbers but it at the same point in time is awesome that he gets the opportunity to do this because you're talking about um, a guy who you have the Giants Dodgers rivalry as part of this but you know, while he came back and was booed when he wore a Giants uniform, I feel like he'll be cheered very loud in this event with an all-star uniform on. And that's kind of cool. I totally agree. I think that Jock is going to get a very solid reception there. Uh, part of me almost hopes Corey Seager somehow at the AL gets a chance to go to the all-star game as, you know, a replacement there, because I think that would be pretty cool to see him in a different Jersey, but come back to LA and see that reception, which he hasn't had yet. So that would be intriguing uh, from the American League side. As for the reserves, we have CJ Crone at first base. Is that a breakout year for the Colorado Rockies? And then it's a bunch of pitchers. Joe Musgrove, as we had just previously talked about, Tony Gonsolin and Clayton Kershaw. And then Carlos Rodon has been added to the roster, very deservedly so in my opinion. I was a little shocked that he was left off of that. And then Joe Mantiply, uh, the reliever for the Arizona Diamondbacks, is in the bullpen. Anything there that stands out to you as well? No, I'm glad Rodon got in. You look across the board, whether it's strikeouts, ERA, war, like he's near the top of the leaderboard. So good to see him in. But um, personally, I'm not a big fan of the, you have to have a representative from every team. So, you know, we're going to look back on this roster in 10 years. And no offense, because like Joe Mantiply, you know, very valuable pitcher in his own way. But we're going to be like, wait, Mookie Betts, Clayton Kershaw, Joe Mantiply, who's that? Yeah, I have a feeling it's going to be the same thing, and, and I agree with you, too. I, I'm not a huge fan of that, that whole scenario. Usually it works out, but in this case, yeah, not particularly a great unit out of Arizona. Okay, moving on here as we go throughout the rest of our high-tide headlines here. Starting with the Dodgers, they're preliminarily in talks here with the Cincinnati Reds for Luis Castillo. Do the Dodgers, Derek, end up with Castillo at the deadline? Oh, gosh. I mean, they certainly could use it. You see Mitch White starting a lot of these games of late, and it would give you more insurance, whether it's another Clayton Kershaw injury, whether it's just, you know, Tyler Anderson or Tony Gonsolin falling down a bit. Um, it'd be nice to have that for the Dodgers. The problem is there's so much competition there. If the Giants, you know, end up being sellers, Carlos Rodon obviously goes on to the market, and that adds another starting pitcher. But let's say the Giants are not sellers. Let's say they just stay firm or, or are buyers. Uh, you know, there's really not that many like great starting pitchers on the market this year. You know, there is no Max Scherzer. And so Luis Casillo is good. He's an all-star and everything. The part of that is because of the representation role where he 
has to get a uh, Cincinnati Red in there. And so there are going to be so many teams because there is a more limited supply. And I look to like the New York Yankees, right? Like Luis Severino just goes down with a shoulder injury. I don't know what the injury specifically is, but that's more competition for them for a Yankees team that, you know, could use another pitcher and, and has a deep, uh, uh, you know, farm system and everything. So right now, if you gave me Dodgers versus the field, I'm taking the field just because there are going to be so many other teams interested in them, but it wouldn't surprise me if you did end up in that way. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious to monitor this. I feel like the Dodgers are going to be pretty difficult in terms of relinquishing any of their top prospects at this time. So I'm going to guess no, they don't end up with him. I do think they're going to make a move at the deadline, but more likely for relief pitching uh, where they're giving up minimal to no real major prospects instead of going for Castillo. You also have Dustin May coming back. You got Bobby Miller in the weights. Uh, Ryan Pepio looks like he's pitching better now. And so – I'm not sure they're going to actually go directly at him. Uh, Andrew Heaney also may be coming off the IL here pretty quickly. Okay, the San Diego Padres, Jerkson Profar, some tough news. He has a concussion as well as a neck strain. Um, and while I'll never root for injury, and it is unfortunate that this happened to Profar, I'm also very thrilled because I've been talking about this guy for way too long. Esti Yuri Ruiz has made his debut with the San Diego Padres. He has made the move in a corresponding move with Profar going on the IL. Also, the Padres have optioned Brent Rooker. The Braves, they selected Robinson Cano after claiming him from the Padres. Craig Stammen has been put on the 15-day IL. Nelson Lamette also recalled. Any moves there that stand out to you? Uh, we're just going to say that Esti Yuri Ruiz is probably the big one there. Yeah, it has to be Ruiz. I, I hope that this doesn't devolve into something when – and hopefully Yurikson Profar can make it back. That, that was a very ugly scene, um, you know, sometime soon. Whenever that happens, whenever Fernando Tatis comes back, like there is going to be uh, a very crowded room for infielders. And, and, again, like Tatis can play, you know, other positions and stuff. And, and that's the beauty of Profar too. He kind of fills in everywhere. Um, but I hope this doesn't devolve into like a – hey, we have to make sure we keep Haas Young Kim ahead of Estieri Ruiz as long as he hits the ground running. You know, Kim actually has a WRC plus over 100, so he's been about a league average, you know, hitter, and he's, he's good in the field and everything, so I get it. But it's not really electric having him 239, 330, 364, not much power. I really hope Ruiz gets a chance to stick as an everyday player. And worst case, if he doesn't, I mean, that's got to be a hell of a trade chip for the Padres if we go into the trade deadline. Yeah, 60 stolen bases in the minor leagues this season alone. That is just absolutely mind-boggling. Kid's got power. He's a fun one, at the very least. He attempted to steal third base in his first game. Maybe not the best decision, but uh, you have to at least like the will and the guts of this kid. Fun to watch. Really excited to watch him moving forward. As for your San Francisco Giants, they DFA'd Jake McGee. Remember, at the start of the year, he was arguably their closer now they reinstated Luis Gonzalez, who had a pretty good start to the season. Zach Littell is now on the 15-day IL. They claimed Colton Welker. That is an interesting move right there. A former top prospect for the Colorado Rockies, obviously also within the division. Evan Longoria also placed on the IL. Derek, anything there for Giants fans that they can look forward to? Uh, it seems like the DFA of Jake McGee was a long time coming here. Yeah, Junior Marte is very interesting. He's, he's had really good stuff in the minors. So I'm interested with him coming up for McGee. It is unfortunate there. It was probably a long time coming this year with McGee. It, it just wasn't the same, but you know, hat tip to him because he had such a, a great season last year for the Giants as part of that 107 win team. Uh, the Welker one certainly interesting. The other guy you mentioned is part of this Luis Gonzalez. The Giants got him. He was a former third round pick for the White Sox. 
they DFA'd him and the Giants scooped him up. And, and he also was undergoing, I believe, shoulder uh, surgery and, and he was going to be out a while. And the Giants just stored him on their 40 man roster. And now he's making big impacts this year because they were patient with it. And now they're doing the same thing with Welker, former fourth round pick. He's injured right now. They can pick him up and, and hope that the talent eventually hits for him and, and maybe they'll find another diamond in the rough. Yeah, I'm curious to see what happens with Welker. I think that, that was the name that stood out to me. Uh, he hasn't been as productive as I think the Rockies had obviously hoped, uh, but he's still young. And if the, anybody's going to correct him in the Farhan system that they have there in San Fran, I feel like maybe he'll find his spot there, as has Luis Gonzalez, as you had previously mentioned. Okay, the Arizona Diamondbacks. First of all, a trade chip here. They are welcome to at least exploring dealing some of their outfield. That includes trading David Peralta. The New York Yankees have shown some interest in Peralta. Meanwhile, Cole Tucker has been outrighted to AAA. Um, it, somehow, some way, he still has one of the most attractive girlfriends in the history of forever. And then Paven Smith has a wrist fracture for the Arizona Diamondbacks, a lot of interesting things to follow here. Specifically, I think with the David Peralta potential move, could they get a lot for him here? Because I don't believe so. He's older. Um, maybe there's not a lot of value. It's possibly just getting a low chip prospect in return. Yeah, but I think that makes sense. Uh, the Diamondbacks have a bunch of options, uh, some that are waiting. And it's not just Corbin Carroll. They have some others as well to kind of come up and, and start getting play time. So even if you get like a you know, a younger prospect that you can maybe develop into in, in a ball or something like that. That makes sense. I would love to see him go to the Yankees, not for any other standpoint besides the fact that obviously Brooklyn nine, nine, you would have Peralta in New York. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, we're going to stick with acting here because somehow, some way Cole Tucker going to triple a, he is still together with Vanessa Hudgens. Does that last? <laughs> That's that last. Um, no. I'll say no. Celebrity relationships usually don't work out. Well, especially when they go to AAA. Vanessa's going to look at this, and <laughs> she's going to go back to Troy, I think. Um, okay, moving on to the Colorado Rockies. Uh, the Rockies, obviously, we had just talked about. They DFA'd Colton Welker. Talking about trade chips, they have announced they are open to trading the glorious Chad Cool as well as Alex Colomay. Does any team just knock on the door banging, saying, I need to have Chad Cool and Alex Colomay? Yeah, I know. I love this. This is like the classic, like everybody has a manager or two in your league where, you know, in your fantasy league where it's like, yeah, I want to trade you my, my worst player. I'm about to drop him. I'm going to put him on the trade block. And I've never like been mad at people who do that to begin with, but it's funnier when, as opposed to just like offering trades, somebody is like, Hey, do you want this player? He's, he's not that good, but I, I'll gladly take him. It's just funny. You would think it would be like somebody with like a bigger name, like, I don't know, like a Daniel Bard or CJ Crone or something like that. It's like Chad cool. Okay. That's, that's fine. Doesn't move the needle for you. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. And, and he's been fine. And, and I'll say this, like you get him out of core is maybe that's a guy with like a high three ZRA. That can certainly be a solid, maybe number four, number five to bolster someone's depth, but it, it's not sexy at all. I do agree with you. I think C.J. Crone and also Daniel Bard, they should see their names at least somewhat pop up in trade rumors as the trade deadline comes closer. Okay, we are going to move on here to our cruising the coast. We're going to be pretty quick with this one here uh, because, quite frankly, the All-Star break, it's coming up quick. There's not a lot ahead of the schedule here. The Dodgers are in first place still, 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. They were swept – actually, they swept the Colorado Rockies in three. They swept the Cubs in four. At the time of recording, it looks like they're about to go down 2-0 in a series with St. Louis. They'll have two more games with the Cardinals before taking on the Anaheim, LA, Los Angeles, Orange County, 
Angels, of Trout, of Shohei Otani, of everything else uh, for two games on the road in Anaheim before hosting the All-Star game. You have the San Diego Padres, four and six in their last ten. They're in second place at 50 and 39. They split two of four with San Francisco, one and one as of recording in Colorado with two more to go. And then they'll have three at home with the Diamondbacks. You have your Giants, 45 and 42, five and five in their last ten games. They've struggled a little bit down the road. Looks like they picked it up a little bit recently because they dropped two of three on the road in Arizona. They split that series of four with the Padres on the road, but then they just took two of three against the Diamondbacks. They will have four against the Brewers at home. Then the Arizona Diamondbacks, 39 and 49, just like the Colorado Rockies, four and six, while the Rockies five and five in their last 10 games. For the Diamondbacks, two of three they took from San Francisco before then falling in three of four to Colorado. And then they just dropped their series against San Francisco on the road. They have three on the road with the Padres. And finally, the Rockies. They were swept in three by the Dodgers. They took three of four on the road in Arizona. And then they have two more games with the Padres here. After going one and one, they have three at home versus the Pirates. Anything that stands out for you, Derek, as we go into our freeway exit? No, I'm uh, Schmidt from New Girl. Another TV show reference here. No notes. No notes. No notes. Just suits and sponges. Try and sell me a sponge the way that the Rockies are going to try and sell me Chad Cool. That's all I got to say. It's basically like doing the exact same thing. Okay, well, we have arrived at our freeway exit. Uh, this will do it for the State of the NL West podcast. For more content from Derek and myself, listen to us on the Booze and Baseball podcast. And on behalf of Just Baseball, he is Derek Johnson. I'm Dusty Baker. Join us again next week as we break down the All-Star game and the happenings here on the Best Coast. <laughs>